Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Side Effect, a show that deals with hot topics from all directions. And now, introducing the funny, the talented, the charismatic, the captivating, the woman who tells it like it is, your host, I am Side. Welcome to another edition of the Psy Effect Radio Show. I am Psy, your host, and today's guest, I have actor, director, comedian, screenwriter, and producer. Yeah, he does it all, guys. You may know him from films and television shows such as Friday After Next, Eve, 90210, Showtime, and his award-winning film, Restraining Order. You guys want to check out Reggie Gaskin's comedy on YouTube. He is hilarious. And you can also go to ReggieGaskinsTV.com as well and connect with him on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube also and check out the trailers of his projects. Um, he's a very talented screenwriter and producer as well as act. I remember seeing him for the very first time on the sitcom Eve. I don't know if some of you remember that show, but it was a couple of years ago. Rapper Eve had her own sitcom, and it was so funny. I hate it that it got canceled or they decided not to carry on the show. I'm not sure. Eve did a great job, and all of her co-stars were perfect. They all meshed perfectly on that show. I want to talk to Reggie in a couple of minutes, so we're going to play a quick break and we'll get back with you. Tune in to the Psy Effect Radio Show every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for your hot topics, hot interviews, and hot music. Go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Psy Effect Radio Show. See you there. Please give a warm welcome for actor, director, comedian, screenwriter, and producer, Mr. Reggie Gaskin. Welcome to the show, Reggie. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for coming on the side effect. I really appreciate you taking time to come on and um, have some fun with me today. Oh, of course, of course. Is there yeah. something you can't do? Because you, it seems like you do it all. I mean, you're writing, you're acting, you're directing, you do comedy, I mean, producing. Oh, my God, you, you do it all. I can't cook grits. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no good at that. <laughs> can you break dance? I can break dance. I can break dance. I can that. I might need three ambulances and two bishops when I'm finished, but I can break dance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, when did you know you wanted to be an actor, Edgy? Uh, when I flunked out of college. No, I'm just 
it hit me um, that I, I don't that I wanted to act and, and write. When I did when I got out of college, um, mm-hmm. I didn't graduate, but I finished college and um I had to take a semester off to raise more money to go back to school for my senior year. Mm-hmm. And during that time I was just basically working a little, you know, little twenty year old job, you know, and mm-hmm. going to and playing basketball. And I was like, it's gotta be more to life than this. I walked mm-hmm. past a place called Freedom Theater, which was right down the street from my house, and I heard all the commotion inside. I took an interest in it, went inside, saw what they were doing, and I was like, I would like to do this, and have been hooked ever since. That's an amazing story. You are, like I said, you direct, you act, you're a comedian, screenwriter, producer. Which do you like the most if you had to choose one? Wow. It used to be acting. I kind of still got to say acting is still number one, but writing has now come very, very, very close to second, but it's still okay. acting. If you took okay. writing away from me, directing away from me, producing away from me, I'll be okay. But if you took acting away from me, I'm going to scream and cry. With that said, what is the best and worst part of being an actor, in your opinion? The rejection is the worst part of it. Because mm-hmm. you get rejected on a, on a daily basis for reasons that, in many cases, you'll never understand. You know, mm-hmm. every actor thinks they're right for the part. I already know there's certain parts I'm not right for. But for the parts that I do, you know, have been turned down for, you know, in all honesty, I look at some people they cast, and it's, I'm like, wow. It wasn't like this person was so, so much greater than me. And it mm-hmm. improved levels of doubt in your mind, like, wow, this person is extremely handsome, so maybe I'm not a good-looking dude. was tall, and wow, if I was taller, maybe I would have got the part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. the worst part is the rejection. So that has to do a number on your self-esteem. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Very, very, very much so. And it makes you, you con- it constantly has you questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. When you do book something, which is also very, very good, sometimes, well, I don't really get nervous, but sometimes when you do book something, now it's like, wow, I actually booked it. Now I have to be good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I don't, anything I ever book, I don't look at it like I have to be good. I kind of look at it like, okay, it's time for me to go to work and do what I mm-hmm. do. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the nervousness goes away. Like early on, you feel the pressure got to be good, everybody's depending on me. But now, you know, being a little older, it's like, okay, let me just go to work. Let me go do what I do. If it's what I do, I'm going to go do it. Now, is there a particular role that got away, a role you really wanted but wasn't cast for? Yeah. Yeah. The, the movie the, the movie Fighting Temptation that starred Cuba and Julia and Mike Epps, at the time, mm-hmm. I was up for the part that Mike Epps was up for. And, um, I had wanted that part. I was like, this would be cool to play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would have been a big, big break for me. It was after Friday, after next. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was interesting because I taught Bible study at the time at my church. So I was like, this is kind of like right up my alley or whatever. And, you know, Mike ended up getting it. And my manager was like, well, you know, Mike was, at that time had done more movies than I had done and had a little bit more popularity. 
And so he said, Rash, don't think it's not because of your talent. You know, and I'm like, okay. Then I was up for um, another film that ultimately, what's the boy's name? I can't remember it, but it was the um, little barbershop. And the guy that played ah. the attorney, the, the, the nice nerdy dude. Okay. And um, and he's from Philly. He's a good dude. Like, I know him. Like, he's real cool people. But, you know, I didn't get it. And, you know, again, it's like, wow, is it something about my talent and all that going on? And so, and then definitely, you know, te- like, for television, for the shows like Boston Legal and now the show The Good Wife, and back in the day, a show called The Practice. Like, I love playing roles of attorney. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just never, the audition's like, he's really, really good. He's very intelligent. But it would always go to someone, someone else. who had more, yeah, more credits. And that's kind of how I got into writing and directing my own stuff. Because it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to sit around and wait. Um, I don't want to wait for Hollywood to validate me. Absolutely. You know, to validate whether I can act or not. Mm-hmm. And when I would when I would act and do my own thing, you know, he was like, you're a really good actor. And I was like, okay, thank you. I'm glad somebody figured it out. You know? Right, right. Now, that goes into my next question. How do you feel mm-hmm. regarding the lack of, the lack of um, acting jobs for minority actors? It's the worst thing in the world. I mean, to, to be blunt, it, it is the continuation of the level of racism that goes on in the entertainment business um, uh, that's been going on for years. Mm-hmm. And the whole theory is, is that we aren't bringing in the kind of dollars to warrant more acting jobs. That is the biggest load of crap <laughs> uh, that yeah. it has been sold on the American I agree. people. Yeah. I agree because out, black people do go to films. Black people do go out to watch movies, and we do go yeah. out and support. Tyler Perry is a big example of that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even if, if you go, you know, before Tyler Perry, um, Spike Lee's films were bringing in money. The Hudson Brothers mm-hmm. were bringing in money. Um, all these people were were bringing in money for their films. It wasn't like, you know, Spike Lee bombed in his first three films and the Hughes Brothers bombed and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. These people were bringing were the money. Um, but I think, you know, in my opinion, I'll, I'll use Magic as an example. AIDS was prominent before Magic got it. But it wasn't magic spoke up on it, and it became this big national thing. And that's what happens with us. We as African Americans, when we get involved in something, and we're actually good at it, it blows up. And right. that gives us all greater positions of power. Mm-hmm. One way that you can keep any group of people down is to diminish their power from their leaders, which is why they kill Martin and Malcolm. If I can diminish mm-hmm. the power of the leader, everyone that follows the leader will become even more powerless in their psyche. And I completely agree with you, and I commend everything that you're doing by creating, again, creating your own platform and getting your films out there. Now, what are the projects 
that you're working on now or in the future? I know you just wrapped up a project. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I just finished my second feature film. Um, the initial title was The Lord of Thug and the Princess, and we just changed the title to The Lion Truth. Um, and it's a film that tackles the issue of rape in the rap world. And it's about a, it's about a video victim who claims that a famous rapper raped her. He says that she, he did not rape her, that she's telling a lie to set him up so she can get some money. And she said he thinks he's God's gift to women and has the authority that all women, yeah, want um, rappers. And so it's a very, very interesting story, and it's a courtroom drama of whodunit. How do you feel about reality television? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my. I don't know if I should answer this question in the words of a preacher or the words of a pimp. <laughs> hey, but if I answer it in the words... Huh? There are some preachers that are pimps, so you may be able to do both. <laughs> well, if I answer it as both, I'll put it like this. Lord Jesus, executives better have my money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Reality television. Reality television for actors is the worst. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, from even from a creative standpoint, it's the worst. It shows that... People are lazy and will not take the time to be creative and write good television. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Go all the way back to the days of Dallas and the Jeffersons and Good Times and all those shows from back in the day. People took time to to write and create good television. And then they would expand on half-hour shows and make hour shows, and they would expand on that. Remember we used to have movies of the week? Mm Mm-hmm and made for TV movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so now it, 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 the, the creative process is, is gone to a certain extent, and mm-hmm. also it's cheaper to a certain extent because right. you don't necessarily have to pay the reality stars. I mean, they do. They make a salary, but there's no residual. Mm-hmm. So they make the show, you know, and they run it to, to death. You know, look, God does. People came up with an idea. America seems to like it, so hey, do what you do. Me, I don't like it. I I, <laughs> I know it can be frustrating from an actor's point of view, and um, I've interviewed a couple of actors, and they didn't want to expand on it because it really ticked them off. So now, now let me let me even reverse it a little bit. There okay. is a little bit of work that is necessary to ensure that at least the reality show is necessary because most of the shows are scripted. Yeah. Now, it's, or are written. It's not scripted like, hey, this is your line, this is your line, but it is scripted from the standpoint of, of um, okay, we're going to do this story. So let's say, for example, I'm the reality, I don't know, I'm the situation. Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, no, I'm the writer, and I'm talking to the situation. It's like, you know, I want you to go have a conversation with old girl, and I want you to bring up the fact that her mom is dumb. And he'll say, why? Just bring it up. Because in my research, I've realized that she don't like people talking about her mom. So now I've just created an argument. All i got to do is tell my camera people, yo, capture this. 
because it's going to be an argument. I already know. You know what I mean? So crazy. What is something that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out as an actor? I wish I knew how important it was. I don't want to say to, let me see, the best way to put it. One of the things that I know now that I knew then but didn't really expect it is how important it is to utilize your connection. Mm-hmm. I was always a talent person. I was always judge me and base me on my talent. Um, I don't want anything based off of just who I know. Right. Um, because it was always about me. It was like judging my talent. Mm-hmm. And I still have all the same relationships, but I was always about, you know, just me and my talent. Where in some instances, and I wouldn't, like, I wasn't one to go to parties. Like, I'm not going to a party just to such and such a beer. And so, like, if I'm going, I'm going to go and party and have fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a necessary thing. But the other thing um, is, no, I do that still. That's mainly the thing for me. That's mainly, That's mainly the thing. Yeah, okay. I was never one to, like, I don't name drop. Right. You know, I I could probably get stuff if I told people who I knew. Right. You know what I mean? They, but they, I don't. They, yeah, you can get their attention quicker by name dropping. But I'm the same way. I don't like to name drop. I don't like to say, "Well, so and so has been on the show. You should you should come on the show." Um, mm-hmm. I, I did that one time, and it felt crazy. It felt like I was yeah. desperate. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, did I just tweet that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? Yeah. And did I, I just do that. Right. I'll tell you something else that I actually considered this. In this business, you get approached by a lot of people, and I'm talking about once, you, once you're at the working stage, mm-hmm. who are like, I can help you take your career to another level. So you come hang with me at this party, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm like, okay, cool. Ain't no real big deal. Let's go. You know, we're going to do some business. We're going to work together. You know, let's get to know each other. Come hang out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, there are certain things going on in the party. Like, once once the party's going on, the normal party is like, okay, whatever. Come midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, everybody's kind of died out. This is a house party now, not a club. Mm-hmm. And certain people have left. And it's now the real comfortable people, like the host is comfortable with these people in this house late at night. There are certain things that go down that if you participate in, you will find yourself working. Mm. Are we talking about the casting couch? It's, I mean, even beyond that. And, and that, mm. I mean, the casting couch is the, the most known and the most publicized thing. I'm talking about uh, things that don't have nothing to do with that. Really? Yeah, man. Interesting. You know, you and I are going to have to talk off the air. I, I, I want to know about what goes yeah. on behind the scenes of the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very, very subtle. It's not like, it's not like, hey, you got to do this. It's like, right. if you don't want to do it, we respect you. And it seems like nothing changes. It's like, okay, they respected the facts. And I wish that I don't want to do that. I don't curse. I don't do this. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. But subtly, you realize things have changed. Is it like an initiation or something like that? You think if, if he goes it's for almost, it? Yeah, it's almost like 
in the mafia days or whatever, it's like we need to see. We need to know that your hands are dirty. So you got to get your hands dirty too. If we know that you want to get your hands dirty, then we can trust you. And you're in our circle. But if you don't want to get your hands dirty, you're still the homie. You just can't be inside the circle. You know what? I don't know why I'm bugging right now, acting so shocked. But I'm I'm shocked, but I'm not. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I was like, but not. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you this: Uh, Did you get your hands dirty, Mr. Gaskins? No. That's why I said now, years later. Uh. And that's why I said now, subway. Now, years later. I'm like, wow. Because, like I said, it wasn't the whole casting couch thing. Mm-hmm. And years later, I'm wondering, wow, should I have gotten my hands uh, a little musty? Right, because you'll be working as often as you would like. Maybe. I mean, I can't, it's, it's, that's the thing. You can't necessarily guarantee it, but just yeah. some things that I've seen, it's like, wow, I wonder if I should have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Compromise one two more thing that would not have necessarily compromised me physically. Right. You know? Like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, nobody, nobody could say he ever slept with somebody, but somebody mm-hmm. can say he did do this. You know? Yeah. And so it's like, to me, I'm like, you know, it's all and all that. I'm, I believe in myself. I believe mm-hmm. I have the ability as a writer. I have the ability as an actor and a director. And mm-hmm. at some point in time, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says your talents will make a way for you. You know what I mean? Yes. And at the end of the day, I got you know, if nothing else happens for me in my career right now, I've done three of the major things I've ever wanted to do. I wanted to be on television, like kind of recurring. I've done that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a national commercial. I was thankful to have that. Mm-hmm. I wanted my family and my kids to be able to go to the movies and see me on screen. That's happened. I haven't won, but I've been nominated for a major award, you know, in mm-hmm. the Outstanding Writing Award. So it's wow. like not everybody can say all of that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the only the only other thing that I really want from this career this is five years of consistent income that puts me over. Anywhere from mm-hmm. eighty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. I don't need millions. I just right. you know what I mean because right. I don't necessarily live completely comfortable. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a job can you know you could book a gig and you could be good for a couple months. You know, but when them couple months run out, you're <laughs> on to the next. You're on to the next grind. It's, it's time. Yeah, to go. Actually, you have to continue hustling while you're working because you know that the gig is not going to be for six months. So you have yeah, to be those, on your hustle still. Yeah, those checks run out. You know, yeah. I mean, you could you could work three days. You could get a gig and work three days, and that three day job can carry you for about three or four months just from three days worth of work. However. It may take you another seven months mm-hmm. to get another three days. That's why you must remain hungry, regardless yes. of what you get. You must remain hungry. That's what I'm told by you know everyone that are within the same industry. 
as you are. You have to continue to be hungry. You can't get comfortable and complacent. No, at all. So the one thing that I'm that I'm hoping for is that from a work standpoint, I'm always going to get hungry, but I would like to be in a position where my work garners a respectable salary for the year. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, we're going to put that into the universe for you. Yeah. 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 We're going to so, you know. Right. Because I want to be hungry, you know, for my career, my passion, not hungry right. for a burger because I ain't eating for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah, yeah you got to stay hungry. Dude, I'm starving. Can I get a wing? I'm talking about for your career. I'm talking about a wing. I'm I've been writing all night, doing the career stuff. I need something to eat. Now, Reggie, tell us something about you that no one knows. Um, in this business, I go through depression. Mm. I don't think people... No one really has... This is the first time I've ever talked about it, and I was actually going to start blogging about it, because a friend of mine says, you're always happy, you're always smiling, and you always seem to have so much joy in your life. Yeah. And that's that's me, that's typically how I am. But the one thing that people don't know is the toll that this business has taken on, me personally, my relationship with my kids. My kids mm-hmm. love me, but I wanted to have always been to be able to do more for them or be there more for them, even though right. we get along. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, for the first time, like, I never mm-hmm. let money define any aspect of who I am. Mm-hmm. Which is why I do so many jobs for free and for low, so low pay. But for the first time now, maybe because I'm a little older, um, I deal with depression a little bit because I don't have the kind of financial security that I want. And I'm sure you're not alone. There's a lot of actors, musicians, entertainers, period, that have, I'm sure they have a bout of depression, you know, during the downtime when they're wondering what, you know, which way they should go next regarding their career. I'm sure that's a, that's a normal reaction because I, too, have had that experience of depression mm. when you're just not sure if you're you're questioning yourself and you should right. talk about it. You should talk about it. Mm-hmm. I may. Yeah. I may because I'm, I'm a very private. It's interesting because I'm so open, but yet I'm very private. Like very yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, like a lot of people know me, but not a lot of mm-hmm. people know everything about me. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. You know? Yes. You should blog about that, Rich. If you do blog about it, I would definitely share it with my listeners and put it on the website as well as my fan page. So, you know, people have to know that they're not alone. You know, I would definitely encourage you to to blog about that. You got to teach me how to blog, though. I don't know how to do it. I would love to help. I would. You know what? We'll talk after this interview, and I help you set it up. But it's very easy, and you can connect it to your website. That's the beautiful thing about it. Mm-hmm. What's Reggie Gaston's definition of success? The number of people loyal to you. Ooh, great. Yeah. Yep, that's very important. Yeah, I mean, people, and people who walk with you through all levels of your life, when you're doing good, not only in, you know, success in your career, 
the success mm-hmm. in how you handle your business, handle your friendships, and when you handle, when they're with you, like when you fail, when you screw up, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's like, man, how did you not look the part? I'm sorry for you. And it's like, dude, why did you do that? You know, because every, in every aspect of life, you mess up somewhere or some level, yeah. you know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't forgive somebody or maybe you did somebody dirty at the wrong. It's like, man, I didn't mean to do that or something, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's it's finding people who is like, you know what, he screwed up, he amended for it, he's down right now, he's not making mm-hmm. money, he's still my boy, whatever the case is. And I'm, I'm thankful, you know, to have, you know, some people in my life that summer um, who are, you know, friends through it all. Right, right. You know? Well, in a perfect world. <laughs> yeah. Now I have enough. I have a I have a quick announcement to make, and I think you know the girl. No, but my new film entitled "The Lying Truth" ah. will be in a theater in Fort Pierce, Florida, on July 27th, and it is my first theatrical release. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. Thank you. If we do well in Florida. We'll get expanded mm-hmm. to more cities, and one of those cities would be Atlanta. I need everybody to occupy the Nova Theater, I mean Nova Cinemas, at Sable Palm in Fort Pierce, Florida. And I'll also put that on the Blog Talk um, website as well so they can get linked and continue to support what you're doing. That's- and please, I need everybody to go check out the trailer. It's on YouTube. It's just, just type in Reggie Gaskins, The Lying Truth, on YouTube. Watch the trailer. Leave comments. I need, I need, that, I need those trailer numbers to be going up and up by the tower. There we go. There we go. Yep. And I'll put that on the Side Effect pan, fan page also for you. All right? Oh, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Reggie, for swinging by the Side Effect and you know, sharing what you're doing and giving this wisdom, you know, we, we really appreciate it. I want to thank you. And before you go, share your social media contact, how everyone can get contacted. Oh, please hit me up on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter, just Twitter, uh, at Reggie Gaskins. And go to my website, ReggieGaskinsTV.com, and watch the official movie trailer for The Lying Truth on YouTube. Yeah, we're going to go pop some popcorn and watch that right now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Much success, my friend. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, the Psy Effect fan page. Also, I am Psy on Twitter. So tune in next time on The Side.